The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you and yours. Mike Opelka continuing the Opelkathon, the Pure Opelkathon. We just wrapped up three hours on the Glenn Beck program. I hope you were there. I am here. In a completely different studio, devoid of cameras and other distractions, although we do have the handy-dandy Blaze Bullhorn. So uh, I don't hope uh, that it is required to be used, but uh, we will get to it. Open lines today. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. What did you think about yesterday? When it was all said and done and when it was all over and we finished Comey Fei 2017, what did you think? Do you, did you think, as Trump has claimed, as his lawyer has claimed, Mark Kasowitz, that it was complete vindication? That's what his attorney said, that the president feels completely vindicated by what happened, by the information that came out. You know, parts of me think he was vindicated on a couple of issues, and parts of me wonder if he was not vindicated on a couple of issues. And I guess that just means what, what most of us have already figured out. This is going to continue going. This is actually going to continue going and going and going and going and going. And it's, it's the way that the GOP will be prevented from getting anything done. If you were here for the third hour of the Glenn Beck program, you heard me talking to Louis Gohmert, and Louis was expressing his frustrations with the fact that the GOP wasn't able to deliver on any of the things that they were hoping to deliver on, any of the promises that they made. And that, that's got to be really frustrating, but also it's got to be something that your opponents are going to hold up when it comes to the midterm elections and say, look, this, this wasn't able to be done. This, this did not happen. So it's, uh, it's a really interesting thing and something we need to watch. Uh, I, I hope we don't get embroiled in investigation after investigation after investigation, and this just becomes four years of an inquest. But now that Robert Mueller's on the case, he's not going to have any report for about a year. So it's very bizarre. 
very bizarre to me. But as we mentioned yesterday and as we covered yesterday, there's more than just Jim Comey going on. We didn't cover this yesterday. I got a note from uh, Glenn saying, you know, you missed you missed uh, Big Brother turning 68. <laughs> Wait, what? Big Brother is 68 years old? Yep. George Orwell's book, 1984, which bears reading again and again and again, um, was published on June 8th of 1849 and it gave us you know a bunch of different movies it gave us uh phrases like big brother uh we talked about uh, all kinds of interesting things uh in relationship to uh big brother and 1984 the ministry of truth the ministry of love the ministry of peace most of these were uh paradoxes ironically named there's so much in 1984 that keeps coming back. We're like, wait, wait a minute. In, if you remember in 1984, the screens that were meant to give information from the Ministry of Truth were actually recording. So they were spying on you. Anyone have that feeling? Uh, oh, my God, we have that with our computers. Ask Cheryl Atkinson. In our very home, we kept having an issue where our computers would wake up in the middle of the night. You would leave your computer asleep, and then suddenly there would be a bright light from the office next door to the bedroom because we never closed the doors. And there was a bright light that would shine at about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, almost every night. And I was wondering what the heck was going on. But the reality was somebody was accessing the computer and turning on our computer every night. Now, I don't know if it was anyone in the government because I don't think, well, first of all, they wouldn't have found anything because it wasn't my computer. It was my wife's computer. And if they would have found anything, it would have been the latest plots for a soap opera she was writing on. So what they would have learned was what Patch or or Laura were up to in the mystery. So good for you, spies, if you got it. It's just very bizarre. But so I believe, I believe that a lot of the evil that's going on today, these people, these people may have been schooled by 1984, may have been schooled by George Orwell. Think about the concepts that popped up. Thought crimes, thought police, newspeak, doublethink. Big brother. Just the term Orwellian that we have used probably in the last 24 months, more than we had used since high school when we all read the book and discussed it. It's worth revisiting. You know, there are some good things that that 1984 gave us. Uh, I know, I know. What do you mean? How can we have good things? You're talking about Big Brother. Well, I, I still go back to that Apple commercial that aired one time in the Super Bowl. It's, it's since been preserved on the internets, but it's kind of a 1984-inspired moment where the, the masses are being lectured to by the giant 
head on the screen, kind of like a big brothery thing. And the radical woman comes running down the center aisle and stops and spins and throws the hammer through the screen. And it just basically said, Apple is coming. And sure enough, years later, what do we have? Apple everything. The most powerful, wealthiest company on the planet. It depends on the stock price today, but Apple, based on its, its valuation, its cash and stock price valuation, is basically the most valuable company on the planet. I remember that groundbreaking commercial. And I, I was telling people about it because it, was, it aired at a time where we didn't have uh, DVRs. And if you had a VCR, you had to be smart enough to be taping whatever was on. And generally, we didn't tape the Super Bowl because it was so long. You, 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 if you ran a six-hour tape, it was so grainy. You couldn't get any kind of good quality. So basically, that, that spot ran once. Everybody talked about it. Didn't run again for probably 20, 30 years. Very interesting. So that's a little bit of slice of history. I've got more history to discuss today, as well as some, uh, some kind of hot topics that are ticking me off. Um, I'm upset that we're basically repurposing, re- we're recycling the news. The Comey thing was part one. But the obsession today with some in the media who are all, all hot about the fact that Melania Trump is finally moving into the White House. Can we not make this a story? This is not news. This is exactly what the Trump family told us after, after the election, probably three or four days after the election. First of all, there was the, the shock that people had to get through on November 9th. And then there was the reality that, oh my God, Donald Trump has to move into the White House. What's he going to do? It's not as good of a place as he has in Trump Tower or Mar-a-Lago. Is he going to move down a notch in his living quarters? What's he going to do? Where will, where will Barron go to school? And the Trumps quickly said, almost, almost within a, a day or two of the election, well, Barron is going to finish out the school year in New York so we won't interrupt his life because he's a 10-year-old kid. Barron's going to stay in school in New York, finish that, and then we'll find him a school in D.C. And because they wanted to give the kid a stable home life, Melania was going to stay at home in New York. We knew this in November. So why is it a big story today? Melania's moving to D.C. No shock, people. And all of you... You Amy Schumers, you, uh, who's the other one? Chelsea Handler, the ladies on The View. Joy Behar, she should divorce him now. She should leave him now. I, I love it when Joy Behar gets all upset about the fact that Melania Trump might actually love her husband and they might have conjugal relations. And Joy, in all of her ironically named Splendor, Joy will say, Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Well, let's all imagine what Joy's other half has to experience. Can you imagine? No, Joy, we can't and we won't. 
And right now, there are legions of people listening to this radio show who are going, Mike, Mike, for those of us on the East Coast, for those of us in the Eastern time zone, we're trying to have lunch, and you're getting us to envision Joy Behar making whoopee with her other half. It's the greatest appetite suppression ever. And yes, it was intentional that I said making whoopee. Thank you. Thank you, those of you who got it. Michael Pelka stepping aside. When we get back, it's an unhinged show today already, if you haven't figured it out. It's a little loosey-goosey. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a vital question. And oh, 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 oh. Remember yesterday's discussion of Mothman in Chicago? Yeah. We actually have an expert who's going to talk to us about Mothman. We're going... I, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. But we really have an expert who's going to talk to us about Mothman. It's in the third hour of the program. And by then, things will be way off the rails. This is Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm a little ticked off at the president today. More, I'm more of a little ticked off at the White House, I guess. Just a little bit. They have scheduled, I almost said scheduled because I've been listening to the British news all day. They have scheduled a press conference with the president. He's going to talk about the Comey thing, and he will take questions. Now, it's been quite a while since the president has gone out in front of the cameras on a Friday. And you know one of the interesting things. Remember, this is realization of Trump's genius day uh, or week. We've been talking about the fact that Mike has realized Donald Trump's a genius. He has been able to troll so many members of the press. He has been able to troll so many members of the uh, Congress and uh, do it expertly so. But in a, in a week when all of the press spent the entire week just ramping up to the uh, Comey Feifei 2017, they all got all excited. And so after Comey Feifei 2017, they were ready to kind of sit on the sidelines and do nothing and leave early to get to their house in the Hamptons or their place on the Chesapeake. Whatever they do, whatever those press elites do, or, oh, I know what they do. They go up to Martha's Vineyard. That's what they do. So they were all ready for that. And then Donald Trump says, well, you know what? I think I'm going to hold a press event. I'm going to hold a news conference today at 2.45. And you know what that does? That totally screws the media. 
Because usually by Friday, by Friday at noon, everybody's out of D.C. All the news heads in New York City are out of, out of their offices. 30 Rock, Fox News, the Time Warner Center where CNN is headquartered. They're all out. They're headed to the Hamptons for the weekend. And all the, the PAs who work for them are all off to their Jersey Shore share houses. So Donald Trump holding a news conference today is the ultimate finger to the media because they all have to stay. <laughs> it's, it's really brilliant. Really brilliant, sir. We're also, um, we're also watching a couple of other things. The, the aftermath of the British election where, election where Theresa May lost the majority in the British Parliament, and there was actually a discussion this morning that she might step down as prime minister. However, she did go meet with the Queen, and that indicates that, um, according to the folks that I talked to, there's a guy out of, out of London who does some really solid reporting named Simon Owen. Uh, the big SO on Twitter, if you want to follow him. Simon was saying that that, that means she's probably not going to uh, resign. She's not stepping down. The other one that we're watching, and uh, this, this one I think, while, while the, uh, rep- the Republicans should win this, currently the special election in Georgia for the 6th Congressional District, John Ossoff. I just love saying that name. John Ossoff is currently ahead in the latest polling by a pretty strong seven points. Now, the fact that he's up seven points uh, could be very much tied to the amount of spending that's going on. The Democrats are pouring money, pouring money into the most expensive house race in history. Ossoff campaign has raised $23 million and that's 15 million in the last two months alone. $15 million in the last two months alone. Handel in the same time raised 4 million. Republicans have spent about 12 million on the race, which is double what, what outside democratic groups have apparently spent. But the biggest player in that, the GOP Super PAC Congressional Leadership Fund, has spent $6 million on this race. So both sides are funneling money here. Both sides are trying to shove money into this district. Uh, Donald Trump barely won this district by two points. Mitt Romney beat Obama by 20 points in 2012. So it was... It was a 20-point comfortable victory in this district, in the 6th district in uh, Georgia. 20-point victory for Romney over Obama. And that, remember, that was a race that Obama handily won re-election. But then come 2016, the district has had an influx of uh, very different people. It's not the old southern red state red district that it was. But right now they say it's a more diverse, highly educated suburban district, which that's kind of like Hillary people. So no surprise that Trump barely eked out a win 
And no surprise as well when you start seeing the fact that these young Democrats, with all the money behind them, they're making everything about this Karen Handel campaign be a Donald Trump referendum. So you have to feel sorry for her. She's been, she's been slapped with the Trump sticker on her. She might as well have a Trump tattoo on her forehead. But we'll see. That, that race is, I think, two weeks away that we will see what happens. Uh, but the latest polling out of the Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution shows that um, Ossoff has a seven-point lead. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, we'll see if there's more. I, I don't know if there's more debating going on in that. When we get back, um, I want to tell you about the new trend in Democratic elected officials and how they use their words. It's a little disturbing to me. And for the people who said, when they go low, we go high, they're kind of maybe not understanding what that means. They're kind of flipping it around. Plus, uh, Nancy Pelosi's craziness. I played you a little bit of it this morning. Oh, there's more. There's more crazy from Nancy Pelosi. And uh, I'll share it with you today on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, celebrating Friday, celebrating the fact that we're going to get a Trump news conference. Now, uh, the White House is ticking me off, too. Scheduling the news conference at 2.45 Eastern time. That means, you know what that means. That means 3.15. Trump time. Trump time is like 20 to 30 minutes after the scheduled time. So I'm not going to get to cover it live. I'll be able to be outraged about it privately in the other room during the Salcedo experience. Ah, makes me angry. I know, I know. Calm down. Get in off the ledge. When we went away, I was talking about the fact that uh, Nancy Pelosi is bad crap crazy. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, of course. But there's also uh, a little bit more of a Trump derangement syndrome going on at uh, Morning Joe. The people at Morning Joe were, were a little crazy this morning. I, I played this very early on the Glenn Beck program. I don't know if you heard it, but Joe Scarborough must think he's funny. Must think he's clever. When Nancy Pelosi was on the program with them this morning, Scarborough gave her a rather unique introduction. Please. All right, we have uh, Speaker to be Nancy Pelosi with us. How are you doing this morning, Madam Speaker? How are you doing? Uh 
Speaker to be Nancy Pelosi. Oh, just stop, please. Pelosi is getting a lot of attention for what she said about wishing George Bush was president again. But there's some other stuff. I still think she was way out of line today when she talked about the president and she talked about telling the president to get some sleep. And and this came after, well, she claimed she told the president to get some sleep. I, I'm wondering if that really happened. This came after she was asked uh, a question about what she would say to Donald Trump. Um, besides telling the president not to tweet, if he came to you and said, I've got this problem with Russia, all these investigations, I really do want to get back to the people's business. What, what could he do? What would you advise him to do? What would I have advised him to do? Go to sleep. Yeah. Get some sleep. Yes. Bring yourself to a place where their synapses are working. You said that to him directly? I agree with you completely. <laughs> well, Mika's busy being a hype man. Mika's busy playing the role of one of those two Trump supporters. What are they, Diamond and Silk? You know, the one who always goes, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, sure, uh-huh. Instead of asking the next question, at least Mark Halperin was there. And despite my thoughts on Mark Halperin and his politics, Mark Halperin at least said, hold on a second, you told him that directly? Listen, while Pelosi is going on and on and Mika's egging her on instead of trying to get a little deeper, Halpern actually says, hold on, you, you asked him, you said that to him? To do. Go to sleep. Yeah. Get some sleep. Yes. Bring yourself to a place where their synapses are working. You said that to him directly? I agree with you completely. <laughs> Mika just kissing butt, but Halpern squeezed it in and I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't let go of it. You said that to him? Well, he called me the night of the Syria invasion not to go into the conversation was late at night like at midnight well after it was all finished he was going on and on i said well it was like midnight and i said why don't you go to sleep i think that um i think there's something not uh, uh more sleep might be a solution for him but the thing is, well, and is people just, just she almost she almost went further pelosi almost went further but the interesting thing i would bet good money and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, if I were in that White House press room today, the first question, if I were ever allowed to have a question to the president, I would raise my hand and say, Mr. President, Nancy Pelosi says she told you to get some sleep, to go to sleep. Did that happen on the night of the Syria attack when we sent, first of all, Nancy, not an invasion, it was an attack. We sent 60 cruise missiles in to do a little Airplane work, 59 of them hit their targets. Thank you, American military superiority. But I would ask the question, Mr. President, Nancy Pelosi says she told you to get some sleep because you were you were going on and on on the phone call on the night. And it was after midnight, and she was apparently, it was past her bedtime. I wonder what the, is there a, that's just a, a point of order here. What's the... What's the proper time that you could either turn turn off the phone if you're the former Speaker of the House? Because the president can never be out of touch. But the former Speaker, who seems to be perennially out of touch, uh, she was she said she told the president to go to sleep. But the the second part of this, Mike Barnacle, regular panelist on Morning Joe, 
wanted to get back to that issue of Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump and what she was almost going to say. And this happened like two minutes later. Moments ago, are you concerned about the president's health? I think his family should be concerned about his health. You know, for all of the discussions yesterday and all the comparisons yesterday to Donald Trump meeting with James Comey and people saying it was like a scene out of The Godfather and basically claiming or trying to claim that Donald Trump threatened Comey, you know, coming in the, come into the room, you usher everybody out of the room, you sit down with Comey, you only have two waiters from the Navy because they're, they're the ones who run the kitchen there. And they're bringing the food and the drinks in and out. No alcohol. And Comey's sitting there and according to him, just the two of them. And Donald Trump looks him in the eye and says, so you like your job? Now, if that was worded that way, I actually think that would be kind of rude. So you like your job? You like your job here, sport? It's, it's kind of, it, it kind of could be construed that way. So when Pelosi says what she just said, how is that not the same kind of tone? How is that? Listen to this again. President's health. I think his family should be concerned about his health. I think his family should be concerned about his health. His fam- Can you imagine... You're walking into somebody and they say, uh, you know, uh, hey, Shamont. Shamont, you know, first of all, turn your mic on for a second. Shamont Lynch, uh, you like your job here? Uh, sure. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It's kind of weird to be asked that question. So you like your job here, buddy? Yeah, I, I take that as a threat. Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. And now how about if somebody goes... You know, Shamont Lynch's family should be concerned about his health. Yeah, I probably slapped him. That sounds like a that sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Yeah. The president's family should be, you know, what the president is doing here, he should be very concerned about his health. I'm not saying I'm not saying that a stray car could come across the boulevard and hit the beast as it's coming by, but if I were the president's family, I might make sure that his insurance was in order. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're going too far now. It's definitely, you say I'm, I'm going too far You're going too far. Well, let's get back to Pelosi. Here what she's, here's the rest of what she said. Meanwhile, the president's family should be concerned about his health. The, the fact is, is that this is hopefully not repairable. He is the- whoa, whoa, whoa. What did she say? Hopefully, this is where she went into Freudian slip mode. She tried to get out of the discussion of the president's health because I think even Nancy Pelosi knows that she just put her foot in her mouth or she stepped in something that she should not have stepped in. This is Pelosi raising the possibility that the president is not healthy. Now, let's remember that the president, the guy who doesn't smoke, the guy who doesn't drink, never had a drink, the guy who has told people, He's never even had the flu shot because he never gets the flu because he never gets sick. I have the video, the audio of it. If you want to hear it. No, I never get sick. I've never had a sick day. I never, I've never had the flu. I never get a flu shot. He's healthy. The woman that Nancy Pelosi wanted to win the election 
had to be carried out of a 911 memorial like a bag of potatoes and thrown into a van and driven up to a doctor at her daughter's apartment in Midtown. And let's not get to the cough. <laughs> I have to get a lozenge so I can get through my speech. Yeah, you're not worried about that one, but you think Donald Trump's family should be worried about his health. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, well, just to prove to you that she's, she's the one whose family, I think, should be concerned about her health. After all, she's been injecting all that botulism toxin, Botox, into her head. And I think it's really starting to get inside. I think it's creeping into the brain. What Nancy Pelosi said just shortly after this discussion is a little surprising. And I'll share it with you next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I just finished a little snack, kind of a luncheon snacky thing. So I'm about to take Relief Factor, all natural Relief Factor. It's the anti-inflammatory that 13 plus weeks ago changed my life. It helped me get rid of all the chronic pain in my knees and my back and and my uh, hips three times a day. Three-week quick start plan is what you needed. Uh, it's what I tried. And and so did Todd Bennett. Listen to Todd's testimonial. So I got a job with a cable company. And in December 2005, I fell from the Highline pole. And morphine, Oxycontin, and all that stuff. I was in bed for the last probably eight years of my life. Got the relief factor two weeks later. I got up out of bed. I could go like this. I stood up. And it was just, wow, I mean, it, the pain wasn't all the, way to get, all the way gone. It's enough to where I could get out of bed in the morning. I look forward to getting up out of bed. Uh, I do yard work now, back in the wood shop, woodworking, and just actually living my life. I'm not, not dull no more, you know? <laughs> it's, it's an amazing thing to meet the people who have, have done what I did and what so many others have done is try Relief Factor. And if you give them a call... 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, or go to relieffactor.com and do a little research yourself. Like Glenn always says, all natural, anti-inflammatory that has gotten me away from any painkillers, over-the-counter prescription, nothing. And I'm feeling so much better. Relief Factor. Get the three-week quick start pack, 1995. Give them a call, 800-500-8384. Back to Madam Pelosi. <laughs> oh, we have so much we have to hit with Madam Pelosi. She's entertaining, isn't she? That's the one good thing about it. She gives us a lot of entertainment. And we were talking about the fact that she was on Morning Joe this morning. Of course, the progressives at Morning Joe introduced her as the future Speaker of the House. They're waiting on a wave election. And I'll tell you what, unless we do our job, 
they're going to get a wave election. And what's our job? To get the Congress to do its job, the job we hired them to do. Fix it. Fix it. Fulfill your promises. Get stuff done. But Pelosi this morning made a statement that a lot of people scratching their heads going, huh? What? What did she say? Seriously, what did she say? Because I'm very respectful. I'm very respectful. Right. You can ask right. President Bush. We worked very closely mm-hmm. with him, even though we had our differences. We mm-hmm. we passed many things. The I biggest. bet you're missing him now. Well, he told me I would. He said, you're going to miss me. But he said that a long time ago. He missed me as president. I wish he were president now. I wish Mitt Romney were president. I wish John McCain were president. Yeah. Huh. So Nancy Pelosi wishes Mitt Romney... John McCain or George Bush were president right now. She's lying. She's absolutely lying. I can tell you, I know, I have proof. There's a tried and true way of telling how Nancy and why and when Nancy Pelosi is lying. You, you just, you, well, you have to be able to see her to figure it out. She has a tell. You know, like in poker, when you're playing poker against somebody and they get a good hand and you can always, they have a tell like they, they raise their right shoulder a little bit, or maybe they scratch their ear when they have really good cards and you know, they're trying to bluff around it. Nancy Pelosi has a tell when she's lying. Pelosi will look straight at the camera. And I would say she would wrinkle her, her brow, but she can't cause it's frozen. It got frozen in 2002 with the Botox. Pelosi looks at the camera and before she opens her mouth, the second her lips move, she's lying. And that's where it is. Michael Pelka stepping aside, wrapping up the first hour on Puro Pelka. When we get back, let's take a look at what's going on in the world. Cause there's some stuff happening. There's some things we need to talk about. There's some things we need to stand up and scream about. And there's some things we need to laugh about all that stuff. Cause it's Friday. Don't forget, we're going to find out more about Mothman in the third hour of the show. Mothman. You people in Chicago, pay attention. It's important. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.